1 Thessalonians chapter 5, we're going to be reading out of this morning and ending our series on being, having the, a spirit of gratitude uh, and, and what does that mean and what does that look like and, and yesterday, uh, or not yesterday, but last week, you know, I kind of gave you the three T's, you know. Think of all the goodness that God has done, right? Being reminded of how good and how faithful God is, you know. And I was trying to get to you to, to think about those things, right? To think about those things. And then, um, what was the second T? Huh? Thanks. Give him thanks, praises. Give him praises for all the things that he's done, right? Because when you start thinking about those things and you start seeing, man, God is good. Man, you remember when I was going through this and I didn't think I was going to be able to get out of it, right? But you're here. I'm here. And we start, and hopefully it, it puts a spirit in us to praise him. And then the third T is what? Translate, right? Write it down. Translate it on a piece of paper. That way you could go back at those moments and journal and think about, man, when you go back and reading those times and just like, man, God, you're so good. Woo. This morning I'm going to talk about giving thanks even through chaos and bad times and hard times. And one of the things that I've learned was to serve, to serve the church, to serve the body, but also to serve even the lost. Even when there's times that I don't feel grateful, there's times that I don't feel thankful. Things are just not going right. And man, I learned that from my beautiful wife. Just always serving no matter how you feel. And so today... The next thing is that we're going to pick up a love offering. And I'm going to ask the ushers to come up. And we're going to bless somebody today. Somebody that we have no idea who it is. We don't know who this person is. And so what we're going to do is we're going to have this love offering picked up. And at the end of the service, uh, we're going to give it to somebody. Because we've been blessed so much. We've been blessed by so many ways. And so the offering plates is, is already passing around. But whatever the Lord leads you to give, could be whatever amount. And then at the end of the service, our special guest will be here. And the reason why I'm doing this is because there was a time it was cold. It was dark. I didn't have any money. To my name, I had the bills weren't being met. 
And I get home, and Becky makes rice for the 1,500th time. Rice again? Like, I'm not going to eat that. I'm tired. I, I worked my tail off 8, 10, 15 hours a day, and my bills cannot get met. It's Christmas time. I don't even know how I'm going to get gifts to my family, to my kids. I don't want my kids to know that I struggle. And I'm starting to get mad at the world. And I start taking it out on Becky. And I go into the bedroom and I just pout like a little kid. (laughs) Have you ever been like that? Things don't go your way and you start pouting to God. Why me? Why me? Why me? That's exactly what I was doing. Becky comes in. She says, I'm going to go to the store. All right. go. So she goes to the store, to the convenience store. And she comes back and. She tells me that she met this couple that uh, were homeless. You remember this? And she was pregnant. And they had nowhere to go, nowhere to stay, and it was freezing cold outside. It was freezing cold. And Becky comes into the house, and she starts making a plate. And she says, hey, Richard, there's this couple that I met at the convenience store. They're homeless. The cops told them that they could go wherever they want, but they just can't stay here. So they're trying to just make their way out of town. And Becky's over there just filling up those plates of that hot rice. And she says, you want to go with me? No, I ain't going with you. Give them all that rice. Right? Give them all that rice. Let them have it all. God convicted me. Just like he was like Richard, you're over here angry, but you have a roof over your head. You have heat, and you have something to eat. He's like, you better get up and you better go with your wife. No, Lord, no. Then I started thinking, well. Knowing Becky's heart, she may bring him home. I can't let that happen. You know, I got to think of safety. But you know what? I'm going to go. So I go and met this couple, and it was cold, and they had some blankets, and Becky gave them the, the plate of food, and they were so grateful. They were like, this is the first hot meal that we've had in a long time. And it was still fresh and it was still hot. And they were crying because they were so thankful of having some warm rice to eat. And I'm like, I just broke down. And I just had to repent. And I was like, man, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that you have to live out this in this weather in these elements and have nowhere to go. If I had money, I would pay. I would get you to a motel. Then I actually started thinking, you know what? Come and just stay with us for the night. But they were like, no, no, we just want to get out of this town. If the cop sees us here, they've already told us that we're going to get arrested and we don't want to get arrested. We just want to get outside of this town. Yeah, but it's cold. They're like, it's OK. We have enough blankets. 
We have enough things to keep us warm. And they're like, we just need a ride outside of town. And I was like, no, but I want to do something. I want to do, I don't know. I don't, I didn't have any money. I didn't, I, I want to do something. They're like, no, no, we, this right here is enough. You have blessed us. You, you are angels sent by God for us. So we loaded them up in the back of the truck and we took them outside of town. Out there on the highway under the bridge. And I'm sure that they slept under the bridge for that night. But we get to have an opportunity to to pray for them. To this day, I don't know. Were they angels that we entertained? Was that Jesus in the flesh? Checking to see if I'm going to be obedient. Scripture says that angels are sitting down, right, for us. That when we serve, it could be we could be serving an angel. We don't know. But I tell you, I started thinking things, think, looking at things differently. I don't gripe as much anymore. I still get into that. I don't got, I don't got that big car. I don't got that big house or. I don't have enough money in the bank. But I always go back to that moment. I don't even know why Becky went to the convenience store. I don't even know why she chose that convenience store. But all I know is that God's hand was in it, orchestrating it. And he knew that at that night I wasn't going to listen. But he knew that my wife was going to listen. And man, I tell you what, I look at things differently. There was a ministry that we were a part of, part of called Laundry Love. Laundry Love, and, and, and once a month we went to the laundry mat and paid for people's laundry. No strings attached, nothing, nothing. We were just there paying for people's laundries. You'd be amazed how far $20 worth of quarters will go in washing people's clothes. Some of us might, might not think, well, that's not really a big deal. But it is when you only have $2 to your name to last you the rest of the month. And so we were part of this ministry, and, and we collect just loose change. And we go over there every Saturday to go serve at the, at the laundromat here in Sweetwater, Texas. And you talk about a mission field. You talk about meeting people from all around the world. You go to the laundromat. And you constantly go over there, you can meet people from all around the world. And there was, again, this particular moment, morning. I was mad. Things weren't going right. But I was a lot older, Christian. I knew better. Because I learned more, right? I was a leader of the church. I was a deacon of a church. I was mad because... Oh, God, I'm serving you. I'm doing this, and I do that, and I teach, and, and I do this. So why can't I get that? Or why is this happening to me? And, of course, my beautiful wife, she's waking up Saturday morning. What are you doing? We got laundry love. And, of course, that night we got in a big old argument. I don't know what it was for. But she gets up, gets ready to go serve again. I ain't serving. 
I'm staying home. But then Peggy's like, well, that's fine. I'll go. And I'm thinking, well, what if she's by herself? Meet some crazy stranger. And she gets hurt. All right, I'll go with you. But I ain't going to serve. I'm not going to be talk, to, talk about Jesus. And we meet this lady. And we start paying for her. My wife met her. And she was so thankful that we were willing to spend $5 to wash her clothes and her kids' clothes because that was the last $10 she had. And her husband just got diagnosed with cancer. And they had to make a trip to New Mexico because he's an Indian. And uh, in order to get the treatment that he needed uh, for free, he had to go back to the reservation. So she was using her $10 to wash whatever clothes they had left to make it back. And there were some other ladies there that were all part of that, and they all prayed over her, and she was so thankful. And, and the girls went to Dollar Store and bought the kids some coloring books and some games to play on, on their way to, to New Mexico. Something as simple as paying for somebody's clothes. See, we never know, and we don't even know to this day. We don't know if they made it. We don't even know who they were. But God knows. And God knows every single one of our hearts. But sometimes it's hard to be thankful, right, in the midst of those chaos, in the midst of, of those circumstances that we're in. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 12, it says this, And we urge you, brother, to, re- <coughs> to recognize those who labor among you, And are over you in the Lord and admonish you. And to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. Be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn those who are unruly. Comfort the faint-hearted. Uphold the weak. Be patient with all. See that no one renders evil for evil to anyone. But always. What is this? Always pursue, always look towards, always follow what is good, both for yourselves and for all. And he says this in in verse 16, rejoice always, pray without ceasing in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. This is the will of God for you. He says, do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies. He says, test all things and hold fast to what is good and abstain from evil. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and love you, Father, for who you are, what you have done, and what you are going to do. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you notice that when I pray, I say those three things. What you have done, right? Because God has done an amazing work, right? Oh, he's done so much. And this right here is just everything that I have been talking about is having that spirit of gratitude, having that spirit of, of thanksgiving. But Paul is saying here to rejoice always and pray without ceasing in everything. 
He didn't say for everything that comes good, but he says in everything. That means that even when you go through hard times, even when things are just not right, even when your bills are not being made, even when your relationship still seems broken, even when your work is not going right, he says even during those times to what? To give thanks because our God is still good. See, Paul is writing to the church because they've been helping Paul out. They've been serving uh, his needs that, that he needed met. They're in prison. And so he's hearing a lot of good things about this church. But he also sees that there's some that are missing their focus. They're focusing on other things. And he's telling them, look. Even I, the, the situation that I am in, I'm in prison. My life is in danger. I can still rejoice because of the goodness of God. Because I remember the things that he has done. In Acts chapter, I believe it's 20 or 22 or somewhere around there, Paul is, is with over 250 people in the ship. And I was sharing this the other night. I think it might have been Wednesday night or Sunday night. But and, and their lives are in danger. And he's telling the men, he's telling the other men that are, are, are prisoners, he's like, look, y'all have to eat. Y'all have to eat because the way this is going to end is not going to end good. The storms are coming in. The, 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 the ship is fixing to be wrecked. And we're going to be out in the sea. We're going to be out in the waters. And you need your energy. You need what to eat so you can have that energy. And he's telling this to over 200 prisoners. And the guards were talking about, we just need to throw them out. We just need to throw them out right now. We need to kill them. Because guess what happened? If they shipwreck and any of those prisoners get free, they get loose and they get free, guess what? They would take the life of the guard because it was the guard's responsibility to keep those prisoners. And so if they lose one prisoner, guess what? They kill the guard. And so the guards were plotting. We got to kill them. We just got to get rid of them. And one guard says, man, you know, we're not going to do that because he see how Paul is. He saw how Paul was being on the ship. And he says, no, we don't. And so what happens is that they gather their food and Paul, in the midst of all this chaos, Scripture says that he gives thanks for the food that they're about to receive, even though they know they're about to get shipwrecked. Even though they know that their life is going to be in danger, they may get killed. Paul says he gave thanks to the Lord for their, what they're about to receive. That's the kind of church I want us to be. That's the kind of people we, I want us to be. It's like, man, you know what? No matter what I'm going through, I'm still going to serve the church. I'm still going to give to the church. I'm still going to worship King Jesus faithfully because he is so faithful. Philippians chapter 2. Do I have that? Or chapter 4? 
says, chapter 4, verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always again. I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with what? Thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus surpasses all understanding. Man, that means that I don't know what's going to happen. But if I just stay faithful and staying obedient to God, things are just going to come together. I'm a living testimony of that. And I bet you have testimonies after testimony of how God just got you through those circumstances. I don't know how he did it. I don't know what the special formula is, right? Because that's what he's talking about. It surpasses all understanding. I have this peace that comes from God because I trust him and because I give him thanks. How? How can we go when we want to experience those kind of blessings, and we want to experience that kind of peace, it doesn't come by just sitting in the pew on Sunday mornings and think that you're done with church. There's action to this. What does God want? He wants our time. He wants our treasures. And he wants our talent. And so, it's an action. We want to do something. And so this morning, we're going to do something special. I ordered a pizza. And anybody can have this pizza. Right? And I don't know why the Lord has... has Hello, how you doing? Rebecca? Richard Acudia. I'm the pastor of Avondale. Are you from Sweetwater? I am not. I'm actually new here. You're new? Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, good. I'm, I hope you're not nervous. A little bit. I am. <laughs> if it makes it better, I'm nervous too. Okay? But I ordered the pizza. Yes. And so, do I need to sign anything? I do, actually. All right. Don't worry, church. I paid for the pizza myself. It didn't come out of the church. So, I'm... <laughs> All right. How long have you been in Sweetwater? A couple of months. A couple of months. Yeah. All right. Cool. So which one is yours? Yes, which one's oh. mine? Those two are for you. All right. So how are you liking Sweetwater? Good. Good? Good? All right. Hey, I'm just one of those crazy pastors. I'm going to probably eat this in front of everybody <laughs> and stuff. But uh, we want to thank you, okay, for delivering this. And I know that y'all have been busy. But before you got here, we as a church picked up a love offering. And we want to give it to you as a tip. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yes. And so this is for you. Okay? God is good. Are you guys sure? Yes. <laughs> we raised $308. <laughs> Black Friday's coming. I don't know. You can do whatever you want with that money. Uh, but we just wanted to bless you with a good tip. 
we don't even have a vehicle yet, so this is going to really, really help everything. So much pressure. Uh, so you have a family? Yes, I have a, my husband and my little six-year-old. Oh, well, hey, if you haven't found a church, we would invite you to church. <laughs> yeah. So come on, Avondale, right? <laughs> and so what is your name? Rebecca. Rebecca. Yeah. Do you mind if I pray with you real no, quick? No, no, no. All right, church, let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and love you, Father, for Rebecca, Father God. We don't know. But you, <laughs> you brought her here, Father God. You have her specially right here for this moment to receive this blessing. And so, Father God, I pray for protection over Rebecca and her family. She's new here to Sweetwater. And, Father God, I pray that, that she would see how great Sweetwater is because how great our God is, Father God. And so, Father, I just pray that you have blessed Rebecca coming from Thanksgiving and Christmas, Father God. I pray that uh, the vehicle that she's looking for... That you already have that vehicle. And so, Father God, I pray for a miracle right there with her vehicle. That, that whatever vehicle that, that you have for her, that she would receive it, Father God, in Jesus' name. And when she starts seeing these blessings coming, that she sees it, it's coming from you. Not from Avondale, not from the people of Avondale, but, Father, it's coming from your son, Jesus. And so, Father God, I pray that you would just protect her, her and her family, and her job, Father God, as she works uh, hard every day, Father. I just thank you. For this young lady. Father, we love you and we ask all this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Yes, of course. No problem. No problem. Well, thank you and sorry for putting you on the spot like that. Have a blessed day. Uh huh. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Thank you, sister. Thank you for sharing. Be blessed. We'll see you. Yes. God is so good. God is so good. And no, you cannot have this pizza yet. Time, treasure, and talent. God wants our time, church. Scripture says that, that we should be wise and to number our days because we don't know. We do not know when our days are up. But if God calls you home, can he, sit, can he stand before you and say, good and well done, good and faithful servant? Can he say that to you? He wants our treasures. Yes, church cannot operate without money, okay? And yes, he asks for our treasures, our finances, our tithing. But it goes beyond that, church. It goes beyond that. What is your treasure? Jesus says that, he tells the rich man, the rich young, the man that he says, he tells Jesus, uh, teacher, what should I do to inherit the kingdom of God? He says, go sell all your belongings. Go sell all your possessions. Go get rid of it and give it away. He says, nah, he didn't want to do that. What was crazy is that not only did he say go to sell all his stuff, but he says to give it away. Jesus didn't say go sell all your stuff and give the money to the church. He says go sell your stuff and give it away. 
Then come and follow me. Sometimes our treasures gets in the way of serving. Sometimes our treasures gets in the way of experiencing God. Sometimes our treasures gets in the way of having that encounter with God. Because sometimes we stay too closed-fisted. And the third thing, third thing that God wants is our talents. Every single one of us has, has a gift. It could be a, good, a gift of hospitality. It could be administration. It could be singing. It could be playing an instrument. It could be just serving. It could be with kids. It could be youth. It could be with older people, with the young adults. It, there's so many ways. That you can use your gifts and your talents to serve the kingdom of God. What is your gift? What is your talent? And are you using it for God's kingdom? He requires us those three things. Our time, treasure, and our talent. I guarantee you when you start doing that, it gets easier. It gets easier. It gets easier to serve. That's why my wife, no matter how she feels, she could always serve. Because we know the importance of serving. Serving our time, serving with our treasure, and serving with our talent. I don't know what this young lady doesn't matter. All I know is that she witnessed Christ today right here at Avondale Baptist Church. Amen. And that's what it's about. It's about being Christ to everyone. It doesn't matter what color of skin. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter what socioeconomical class you are in. What matters is that Jesus loves every single one of us. And it is our job to be the light and to be the salt in the world. But are you, are you willing to do the action? As Gary comes up and we getting ready to close. How's your heart? How's your relationship with Christ? Do you have a relationship with Christ. If you do not, if you have never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, make today be that day. And you receive the greatest gift that God has given us, and that's his son and what he's done on the cross. Let that be the very first blessings, the way God can bless you. That way you can have a home. Your name can be written in the book of life. Second is, have you been obedient with your service? Have you been obedient with your time, your treasure, and your talent? Maybe the Holy Spirit is telling you, you know what? I want to serve. I want to start the new year right. You know, New Year's resolutions. We, you hear people all the time talking about they got these new year resolutions. Why don't you make a New New Year's resolution of that you're going to grow closer to Christ and you're going to serve the kingdom of God through the church? I tell you what, that's a resolution that I can stand behind and support. 
Because I guarantee you, when we take those steps of, of faith, take those steps of action, ooh-wee, God starts showing off and showing up. It's just amazing. But what is the Holy Spirit telling you? But whichever, whatever it is, he wants you to take that step. Maybe it's come to the altar. Me and Becky will come and, and, and pray over you as we play. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? Everybody stand, please. And Todd's going to stand up here, too, if you like Todd to pray over you. Maybe you just want to spend some time at the altar. This is the time to do it. I don't know what the enemy is saying to you, but I know that God is telling you just to come. Man, I know you've probably been dealing with this sickness. He says, come, give it to me. Maybe it is your finances. He's telling you to come, give it to me. Whatever the Lord is saying to you.